Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on WKRM 103.7 FM. Big Yellow School Bus is brought to you by The Way Realty, serving Murray County and surrounding counties for all your realty needs. The bus is out of the garage and on our way over to H.O. Porter to see Principal Deidre Dawson. Deidre, how are you today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing very good. Thanks for coming on the Big Yellow School Bus. I think this is your first time, correct? It is. It is. Thank you for having me. Oh, we are so happy to have you on here. Um, I think H.O. Porter is one of those places that not a lot of people know about. So let's do a, a service and educate our listening audience about H.O. Porter. All righty. Okay, so let me ask this question first. Give me a little history of the H.O. Porter campus. Okay, well, first of all, the school was established in 1881 as the Colored Public School. Uh, it became an elementary school in the 1940s. I'm not sure exactly the exact year. And it became College Hill Elementary School. Uh, it was rebuilt in the 1960s, and it was renovated in 1999. Uh, in 2006, it became a historical landmark, and it was named after Horace O. Porter, who served there at the school for 40 years as a teacher, football, basketball coach, and principal. Um, while still operating as an elementary school, it also housed two alternative classrooms, and it once housed the Head Start. So we've had several things in the building before it became the alternative school. Right. Uh, it, Like I said, the Head Start program, it housed the Murray County Teacher Center at one time, the Career Center of, of uh, Murray County, the DARE office, um, and it was also the uh, location of the Transition Academy, which was court-appointed uh, students uh, in, in the school system. Wow. There's been a lot going on in the history of the HOP campus. Um, now, currently at H.O. Porter, um, well, hang on, let, let me back up here. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about you. Who are you? What do you do? And where are you from? Are you a native of uh, Murray County and all that kind of good stuff? Okay. Well, uh, yes, I am a native of Murray County, born and raised here. Um, I actually attended College Hill Elementary School during my elementary school days and attended with Thorn Middle and Central High School. So I'm a product of Murray County. I married with two children, um, went to Belmont University for my undergrad, attended Trevecca and um, MTSU for my master's in EDS. So that's a pretty uh, big order. Now, you have been with Murray County Public Schools for eh, 10, 15 years or so. Um, uh, <clears throat> what have you done in your time at Murray <laughs> County Public Schools? I've, I've actually been here a little bit longer than that. Okay. Uh, for over 20 years, I taught at Withorn Middle School okay. as a classroom teacher. I, I believe I taught all subjects, all grades at some point. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, and then I served for five years at Mount Pleasant Middle School, the Visual and Performing Arts, as assistant principal. And this is currently my fourth year at Horace O. Porter as principal. Now, being the principal at Horace O. Porter, you are kind of over a lot of different, um, <clears throat> different um, programs happening at the school right now. Who currently is housed at H.O. Porter? I mean, like, what kind of entities do you have? I know that the, um, the um, Murray County Public Schools Academies. Uh, yes. Virtual Academies are there. <clears throat> Who else? Well, the Virtual Academy is located there. Also, Northfield Academy is located in the uh, lower end of our building on the first floor. Uh, we also house the Alternative School for grades 1 through 12 for the county, for the entire county. Um, we have the middle school and high school skills acquisition classes. Um, and we're also, we host the board meetings. The boardroom is located there. We also have rooms designated for professional development uh, for the county. And let's see, district truancy is also held at our school. Yeah, I'm familiar with the, the boardroom, uh, the Board of Education uh, room. We we'll go there every month, um, um, sometimes twice a month. Um, currently, we've been doing some uh, online uh, meetings. Um, thank you for that. That used to be an old cafeteria, right? Yes. It, the former cafeteria for the elementary school has been converted um, to the boardroom. 
Folks, if you don't know, Deidre's amazing about providing snacks. My first or second time there, she goes, hey, Jack, I've got some snacks in the office if you want some. And I was like, oh, boy, I was got so excited. Because it was a long meeting, and it really did come in handy having all those snacks up there. Thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so you have... Um, Who's the other principal there? Luella, Luema McWilliams, right? Luema McWilliams. She's a principal for uh, the Northfield Academy and the Virtual Academy. That's going to be popular moving forward, I'm sure, as the years go by, because people are um, kind of getting used to the online um, way of teaching and learning. I think that's not going to go away anytime soon, and it could just grow. So yes. kudos to uh, you and uh, Ms. McWilliams on, and, and doing that over there at H.O. Porter. So, H.L. Porter is um, alternative learning at school, and so you probably have a pretty strict uh, regimen. So, give me an idea of what a day looks like at HOP, you know, like your procedures and protocols, per se. Okay, well, uh, due to COVID, we have changed some of our uh, procedures, of course, uh, in entering the building. Our doors open at 720, and it's just not an open-door policy. The students are met at the car. Uh, they're asked a series of questions, and then their temperature checked. Um, we also uh, check them for uh, making sure they don't have on any jewelry. We have a very stringent dress code of khaki bottoms, navy blue top, um, no makeup, uh, tennis shoes, and they must be laced or strapped at all times, uh, dark belts. Uh, once the students are checked at the car, uh, they enter the building. They must go through the metal detector to make sure they don't have any other objects on them. Um, and then they are, they're, they're given a badge to wear, so they're easily identified, their name and, and so forth, in school. Um, and then we also do a shoe check where they actually have to take off their socks and shoes and we have to check to make sure that um, they don't have any items in their socks or shoes. Um, and then basically we have them um, social distance in the gym and at 745, generally about 750, the teachers assist them to the classrooms. And once they get to the classrooms, that is where they're located for the day. We do not, the students do not exchange classes the teachers actually rotate from class to class. So that allows us to social distance, and it allows us to keep down any disturbances or distractions that could go on in the building. Okay, well, that sounds pretty easy. Um, and it, it, it sounds good and secure, too, you know, making sure that everything is safe for everybody that's in the building. I really like that. Um, so you said um, you have all these different entities. Um, how many teachers do you have currently that you are uh, over at um, H.O. Porter? Okay, well, I have, um, I have two elementary teachers who are responsible for grades one through six, and they have an educational assistant that serves between those two classrooms. I have five seven through 12 teachers, grades seven through 12 teachers, uh, and they each have an assistant uh, in their class. We have the two skills classrooms, one for middle, one for high school, and I have two teachers for that. I have one SPED teacher who services the whole, whole school, um, a guidance counselor, social worker, uh, one SRO officer, and one, she's the county psychologist, but mm -hmm. she's housed at our school, so she spends a lot of time with our students when she's not out and about in the county. I got gotcha. you. That's a pretty good uh, list of people there um, that you cover at H.O. Porter. Um, the, is there – what? let me ask this. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Who do you end up having as students more often? Um, I mean, you don't have any bad students, right? No, no, no. I don't have any bad students. I just have students who've made wrong choices or bad choices. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And, and for the most part – and, and – in our skills program, that, that program, the middle and high school skills, is a little bit different from the alternative school. That actually has students who have behavioral issues or emotional or mental disturbances, um, and that, that's fed by special ed. They, they are the ones who determine who goes into that program. So we have a variety of students, but like I said before, we don't have bad students. We have students who've made bad choices. Oh, I've, I've, I've never made a bad choice, have I? Mm, yeah, I think maybe I have, <laughs> of course. Um, so uh, a typical stay, um, I don't know if there is a typical stay. Now, a student that makes a choice and ends up there, they could be there for weeks, months. What's the usual um, duration? It can 
range anywhere from 10 days to a calendar year. Um, now the policy and the procedure is not to assign them a number of days. They're actually assigned a number of points that they must reach. Um, I think the lowest number of points that has been assigned has been a thousand and they can reach, get a hundred points per day. So that calculates out to about 10 days if they come in and do what they're supposed to do. So it, like I said, it, it ranges anywhere from about 10 days to an entire calendar year, depending upon their, their charge and, and the reason for being assigned to the alternative school. So you're, you're not only helping them, you're getting them ready to go back to school, back to their, their home school, and be ready to interact again, right? Yes, yes. One of our, our main mantras there is we discipline to teach, and we try to teach them the appropriate reactions and the appropriate behavior and the appropriate choices that they should make. Uh, I have a very, very talented staff. Um, I would say over 80% of my staff has um, advanced degrees, mm-hmm. um, and they're all licensed in their areas. Um, so we, we our goal is to dis- discipline to teach in, in order to get the students back to their school of zone. That's good. Um, you know, everybody needs a little boost, a little help every once in a while. And I'm glad that Murray County Public Schools has this available to them for people that are maybe needing it. Um, you started talking about something, um, made me think about your mission and vision and stuff. Can you tell our listening audience a little about your mission and vision? Well, our mission is to provide students an opportunity to learn in a structured environment while addressing their behaviors. And our vision simply is to educate and empower our students to attain academic success and develop self-awareness. Yeah, and, and then you have another thing here I see on a list I've, I've typed out. Um, we are faculty and staff beliefs. We believe all students can learn and should be treated with respect. We should be positive role models, role models for students. We will assess the educational and behavioral needs of each student and create an appropriate program to encourage each student to reach his or her potential. And last but not least, we will work with parents and students to plan for their return and success in the zone school. So is there a lot of interaction with parents? Yeah. Now, one of the things, and, and I say this is a positive for us, is they have to provide their own transportation uh, to the school. So we are able to meet them. at. If we have to have a parent conference, we generally meet them in the morning or in the afternoon when the parents pick them up. Um, and we do have parent-teacher conferences, just like all the other schools. And the schools, they're able to come in anytime parents want to interact with our teachers. Um, they're able to set up a meeting. We also reach out to our teachers daily with uh, emails, and they receive a, um, a report on their student weekly. So we do have quite a bit of parent contact, and uh, we have some very supportive parents. That's good, because I, I learned raising my children that um, engagement with uh, them and their schools was very instrumental in their success. And, you know, being involved and in, in, in encouraging sports and athletics and arts and band and stuff like that were big pluses. I'm curious, um, we were talking a minute ago about how the Board of Education meets at uh, the school, and that's in the old cafeteria. Is there a new cafeteria? No, we actually, our, our uh, breakfast and lunch is brought to us okay. from, out of McDowell. Um, I was wondering how McDowell. that worked. Out yes. of McDowell? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you, you, per student, you have a breakfast and a lunch brought in and for, the, uh, for everybody. Yes, and that's one of the, the, the downsides of uh, being at the alternative school, which we try to use that to our advantage, is the kids don't have that social interaction time. We don't have the extracurricular activities. Gotcha. And when they have their lunch, it's, it's like I said, it's a, um, a separate lunch. It's individually packaged, and they have it in the classroom. All right, let's talk a little bit about the academics that are going on. I, I know um, from talking to you in the past that there are some – similarities in the academics program to their homeschool, where they would be going back to or where they came from? Yes. One of the first things we do when a student is assigned to us, we make contact with their teacher of their, at their school of record, uh, and we try to make sure that they're in alignment with what is going on at their homeschool. Uh, we do ask the teachers if there are specific assignments that they like for them to complete to make sure that they're sent to us, and we'll make sure that it's followed through. Uh, pretty much... Um, if nothing is sent to us, we look at the county pacing guide, and we, of course, uh, complete that coursework, and we use a program, which uh, Edgenuity, which is countywide. 
And I, I, since I am involved in kind of our website, a district website, all those pacing guides are available on the Internet on our, on our website. If any parent wanted to know a little bit about their grade level and the pacing guides, they can go check them out at their, on our uh, district website. Um, I think that's value-added to have those there. And I like that the fact that they're available for anybody to go ahead and read and look over because a lot of people, parents have questions about the pacing guides and the, and the curriculum at the schools. Um, it's really great that um, – H.O. Porter does try to stay in line with what they were doing and what they're going to be doing as far as the programs and the, and the academics moving in the, um, you know, moving them forward and hopefully um, improving them to, get, to go on and do bigger and better things. Um, you, uh, let me see. The uh, academic program and at the alternative school is designed to basically be in line but is there anything different and special about the academics and and the program that you provide at the school that you wouldn't see at a normal school yes because of our number of students generally uh, our population is relatively low um as far as student student to teacher ratio, including our educational assistants, we're able to give that one-on-one instruction and that one-on-one time that some students may need. Um, due to COVID, we also have uh, virtual and remote classes that are also set up. There's a time they must check in uh, at certain times. When students are assigned to our school, they are not allowed to interact at their home school by any means, either okay. extracurricular or academically or online. So and that's kind of hard in the day of uh, smartphones. Well, they're not allowed to bring their phone. Ah, okay. All right. That's interesting. That's, that's one of the things we have at our checkpoint. Cell phones are not allowed. They're not allowed in the school? No. Okay. No. Uh, and as I said before, everything, you know, they can do online coursework, um, but pretty much the one-to-one that we have available there or generally it's two or maybe three to one as far as adult ratio. Mm -hmm. And we're fortunate enough also to have, as I said before, social worker, guidance counselor, uh, and the county behavior, um, therapist that's, well, she's not a behavior therapist. She is a school psychologist, uh, that's housed there. Um, and we're able to have pull out programs. Uh, we have one of the best intervention programs I feel because we're able to give that, one-to-one time that students need uh, in the small setting. Um, And so we're able to do a lot of things along those lines as far as small, intimate groups. Tell me a little bit about community involvement. Um, I know most of our schools in our district have sponsorships and and schools that support, or churches and organizations that support them. Who do you have that really stands out and helps you guys at H.O. Porter? I would have to say um, two of our, our greatest supporters is the Carmack Church of Christ and Bethel AME Church with Pastor Trent Ogilvie. I know Trent. Yes, Pastor Ogilvie has been a great asset. He supports our school 100%. He's located, you know, less than a block away. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's come in a couple of times for different things. And they've both churches have supported my teachers and sponsored lunch, breakfast, you know, anything we ask and they're able to supply. They they do it wholeheartedly. That's amazing. Um, it, we get a lot of community support for um, American County Public Schools. Um, the churches, the organizations, the businesses, they all step forward and help out and do amazing things to uh, make things easier at our schools. Um, supplies are expensive, and a lot of them step forward and help us buy supplies. So we appreciate that greatly. Um, after the break, we're going to come back, and we're going to have you back um, on the show still, um, P- Principal Dawson. We're going to bring in George Varalis, who is the sponsor of the Big Yellow School Bus, to talk a little bit about what he does in the community and maybe the FCA program. So we will be back after these words from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on WKRM 103.7 FM. We are here with Principal Deidre Dawson from H.O.P. H.O. Porter um, Alternative Learning School and our new sponsor, 
George Veralis with The Way Realty and Auctions. George, we'll come back to you in a minute. I had one more question for Principal Dawson. Thanks for joining us, George. My pleasure. Principal Dawson, we talked a lot about your school and the academics and different things going on there. I happen to have in my notes here about somebody really special at your school this year. Could you enlighten our audience about who that might be and what they did? Yes. Uh, Mr. Mark Sarton, he is our Teacher of the Year this year. Uh, he is. He's, this is his first year with me. He was formerly in the county, uh, left the county going to Marshall County, and he came back to us this year. He's the high school, middle school, high school math teacher, and he has been a great asset. I have to say my entire staff is a great asset, but Mr. Sarton is uh, this year's Teacher of the Year. Congratulations, Mr. Sarton, on being be the Teacher of the Year at H.O. Porter. Um, we're so proud of all the teachers in our district, and um, you'll be hearing more about Teachers of the Year uh, in the community moving forward as we start to celebrate them um, over the next few weeks. That's pretty awesome. It is. All right. So, George, tell us a little bit about yourself and the way Realty um, you know, we, we are so grateful and thankful that you wanted to come on board and um, help us out and sponsor the show. I know your family's always been involved in the community in Murray County Public Schools through a, if, and most people will probably remember this, through the Burger King. Um, I guess it's receipt nights or whatever they called it exactly. School nights. School nights, because I was out there, rain, sleet, or snow, hot temperatures are cold, with my kids, um, collecting receipts to get a little stipend from uh, the Burger King Corporation, which your family owned, Burger King locally, which your family owned, to help support the school districts. But let's go back in the beginning. Let's tell, learn a little bit about you and uh, what you do. Okay. Uh, well, I am the owner and operator of The Way Realty here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, we are uh, a Christian company. Uh, the name, the way, comes from the Bible. It means to be uh, set apart or to follow Jesus Christ. So I uh, love the name, and uh, it fit uh, with what I believe in. So um, just give you a little bit of, of a background. And you mentioned uh, uh, my family and uh, education and uh, with our guest here, uh, Principal Dawson. just like to share a little bit about uh, how my dad got involved with Burger King School Nights and, and education. And uh, so I have to go back to where my dad was. Um, he was a, a student in uh, Athens, Greece, and he wanted to pursue the American dream. So uh, with $200 in his pocket and a very small suitcase, uh, he took off to uh, America and uh, started off in New York, where he started a, a two-year school program. And uh, to make a long story short, he graduated with a food science degree. Uh, he uh, later on went to work for Burger King in the Miami headquarters division as a, uh, I guess you can call it a food scientist. Oh, I like that. Food scientist. That mm. sounds kind of... Uh Cool. Well, yes. I mean, seems like right now, every time you turn the channel on, everything's about cooking these days. There is. There's a lot of <laughs> cooking shows, and I've learned a lot. I didn't used to cook, mm -hmm. and after watching a lot of shows and the internet, I've actually gotten fairly good at it. <laughs> I'm not a chef, but I, I am better than what I used to be. Mm, yes, sir. Well, food is a science, and uh, so he was an inventor at the uh, Burger King headquarters, and he invented the... Original chicken sandwich. You might have had oh that in your lifetime. Oh, my. I've probably had more than I've needed in my <laughs> lifetime, though. The original chicken sandwich, especially when you had the buy one, get one deal, man. Oh, I ate so many of those. I, I, was, I think I liked the chicken sandwich more than I liked the Whopper. Well, I love both, uh, but uh, you really want a great chicken sandwich, put cheese and tomato on it. I did. And there you go. I did. And I also liked a little splash of mustard, too, with the mayonnaise, which kind of, I guess, <laughs> A little bit strange. Have something. it your way. Yeah, have it. Yeah, I loved that logo. <laughs> have it your way. Have it your way. I'm not going to sing for you today, but it was a cool logo. <laughs> or yes, jingle. Sir. Jingle, they call it. Yes. Yes, sir. So uh, he was an inventor. He, in, he invented the original chicken sandwich, and then he rolled out the first uh, breakfast uh, platform, which had the biscuits and the croissants. Uh, he invented uh, how they cooked the eggs in a, a specially designed uh, frying pan that actually fit into the uh, fryer, uh, which is a very unique concept. Uh, we used it for many, many years. 
Uh, I can remember using it uh, when I used to work for Burger King when I was uh, 16. So uh, he, uh, he was an inventor and was with the company for about 12 years. And then the corporation was offering uh, incentives for those that were in good standings with the corporation to have their first franchise. And so he wanted to be a, a business operator. And uh, being Greek, you either uh, own a restaurant or a captain of a ship. You know, that's just kind of in the Oh, both the of DNA. those sound like yeah. fun. So, yeah. I like food and I, I like ships. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he loved food. He, he loved uh, people. So it kind of it worked for him. So he got his first uh, location in Shelbyville, Tennessee. So we packed up everything, moved to Shelbyville, Tennessee, where we started uh, his operations there. And it wasn't long after that, uh, there was a Burger King here in Columbia, Tennessee, that was uh, in need of TLC. Uh, it was for sale, and my dad saw the opportunity there. So uh, he was able to purchase that store. He remodeled it. And uh, wasn't uh, too long to where that store at one time had the highest volume sales in the nation. So uh, really proud of him and his efforts and, and what he did there. Uh, and then from there he grew. And uh, at one time uh, he had up to nine stores. And his love for education uh, was because America gave him a chance through education to become whatever he wanted to be. And to fulfill the American dream, so he's he has a uh, he had a, a give back program. Um, we owned the stores from 1985 till 2016 when we sold. And, thirty uh, years. Thirty years, and I believe it was 1992. They started the Burger King School Nights program, and how that uh, how that operated was the elementary schools that wanted to participate would show up at the Burger Kings with a uh, just a bucket, uh, one for the dining room, one for the drive through And they would decorate their buckets, usually in uh, school colors or their mascot, uh, have fun with it. Oh, yeah, we made a big poster, a poster mm. board, and, you know, and as many graphics and please give and don't forget your receipts and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It yes. was fun times. Yes. Well, uh, so uh, they would meet out at the uh, dining room after the customer would get their meal. They would ask the customer, may we please have your receipt to support our schools? And uh, just about every time the customer would say, sure. And they would drop that receipt in that bucket. We did the same thing in the drive through And uh, it went on usually a Monday through Thursday program. So each uh, school uh, in their homeroom, had their turn uh, for their night. Uh, they would get four hours, and they usually did shifts. And with those collections of the receipts, uh, we had a person uh, that we uh, had employed at our office that was designated for school nights, and they would count up the receipts and then give them a, a portion uh, back to those schools. And that program went on for many, many years, and uh, uh, we believe did very well for the schools. And my dad uh, was just part of his way of giving back. He, he loves education. Um, so for our listening audience, yes. George, your dad is Constantine Varelis, known affectionately as Con. That's correct. Con Varelis. I've known Con for a long time now. And he is still very passionate about everything he does in retirement and helping out in the community, the homeless shelters and stuff like that. Thank you, Con, for everything you've done to help Murray County and Murray County Public Schools over the years, you and your family. It's amazing what one person and one family can do to give back and make a difference. Well, and I think Burger King Nights was one example, great example. Well, thank you for saying that. I, I really appreciate your kind words. Um, so uh, how I got started in the business was um, I was also in the restaurant business, being I'm um, half Greek. You got you to gotta be involved in the restaurant. Either or that or captain of a ship. ship. Yeah. Yes. So it was uh, not like, too many like oceans around here. a cruise <laughs> ship would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I started a, a little restaurant uh, back in 1991 called uh, Chicago's. Good Eatings. And uh, I was there at 800 Hatcher Lane for about eight years. And my dad, uh, he, he saw the, the need for uh, my involvement uh, to, I guess, carry on the, the legacy. And he invited me to become part of the Burger King franchise. So um, 
I sold the business in 1998 and uh, went to uh, Whopper School in Miami, Florida. Learned Whopper the School. Business. Yes. There's such a thing, right? <laughs> yes. All uh, right. Uh, so uh, learned the business, uh, the ins and the outs, and um, I was involved with Burger King from 1998 till we sold in 2016. Uh, along the way, I, I had gotten my real estate license in 1995 and uh, participated with a, a company here at the time it was called Century 21 uh, Crow and Potts Realty. Okay. Uh, they were very good to me and I uh, had them. a great experience there. Uh, you remember the gold jackets? Yes. 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 Um, so uh, I had retired my license because uh, the Burger King business is a very busy business. Uh, it's from morning to night, and some stores were open 24 hours. So it was a, it was a busy, busy time in my life. And uh, so I retired the, the license. And in 2016, uh, we decided to sell. We received an offer that we couldn't refuse. And um, I saw the light coming. So I pulled the license out of retirement. I went back to school. I got a broker's license and a general contractor's license. And uh, shortly after that, we started the Way Realty, and uh, we are still at 800 Hatcher Lane. We we turned that restaurant along the way into offices, and uh, that's where our office is now, right here, right now. Yeah, it's a nice central location. I live in uh, uh, cl- very close to there in Rolling Fields, and um, I go by it every day. And I was like, ah, George is not there because hmm. I know your truck and everything. Yes, sir. Um, that's kind of unique that you had a restaurant in this location, and now you have the Way Realty. In this location, yes, sir. I like that. That's kind of cool. What you know, you just did you own the building? I did. Okay, and you still own it then? I do. Yes, sir. Okay, that's cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about realty, since that's your profession, and now what you do. Um, thank you, Burger King, for all the things you did for Murray County Public Schools. Now let's talk about realty and what is going on in our market here in realty. In Murray County, George. I mean, it's, it seems like we are selling and seeing houses up for sale and new subdivisions being v- built. Mm. Um, what is going on? Well, uh, it's a very hot market for uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, Murray County, uh, and uh, surrounding counties. Uh, it's just uh, uh, it's just amazing, really, the amount of people that want to live in uh, Middle Tennessee, Murray County. Uh, we're seeing them coming from all directions. Uh, they're coming from Nashville. They're coming from Franklin. They're coming from other states. Even California uh, here. Even California. Yes, my neighbors, uh, they have recently uh, moved right across the street from me. Uh, they have eight adopted kids from California, and uh, he, they're here to uh, enjoy uh, Tennessee. Uh, I asked them what brought them here, and um, just through doing research— uh, they found out that uh, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee in itself, uh, was a conservative state. Uh, they liked our Christian values. Uh, they liked our green spaces. Uh, they liked our economy. Uh, so a lot of things that uh, attracts people here to Middle Tennessee. And uh, so they packed up their things and they moved to Tennessee. And, Sounds like uh, the Beverly Hillbillies song. Yes, except in reverse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in reverse, yes. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, wonderful people. But I asked him the other day. Well, he told me the other day he went down to the uh, driver's license place to renew his license. And he said six out of ten people were coming from out of state to renew their licenses here. So a uh, big draw for uh, Murray County. Uh, so what's that's doing for Murray County is it's increasing uh, home growth. Uh, the uh, homes have gone up about 10% every year for the last four years. Uh, so we're seeing some incredible growth. Uh, so your home values have gone up. Uh, buyers are continuing to come from all over that want to live here in uh, Murray County. There are home builders that are just finding any lot that they can. You are very lucky to find a lot here in the city of Columbia. And you're also very lucky to find a lot in Murray County. It's, it's getting very, very you difficult. You mean to build on? To build on. Yeah. So what's, what's happening is developers are coming in. They're buying up tracts of land so they can put the roads in and they can put their homes. Uh, it's amazing what uh, what's happening right now. Uh, townhomes are becoming very popular, which I didn't think we would see. Uh, not uh, not not this fast, but uh, townhomes and condos and. Um, Isn't there a large number of those being built over by the river behind, like the Krogers? Uh, on, yes, on the west, Krogers. The, uh, uh, there's Taylor's Bend over there. Yes, yeah. uh, they're doing uh, single-family homes or doing uh, townhouses over there. 
Um, they've got uh, just give a little little shout out to them. I, I, I have actually worked in that neighborhood selling homes, and they've been they've been very good to me. Uh, they have a dog park over there. They have uh, like a, an area for community gatherings. Uh, they have a playground there. Lots of green open spaces. They've got uh, walking trails down by the river there. Uh, it's a very nice uh, community, and there's several of those going around. Uh, people are wanting to have a lot of conveniences, and uh, because of that location, close to the grocery store, close to downtown, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's doing it is very, a, it very is, well. It seems to me like a prime location. Mm-hmm. You know, something that really um, I'm, I'm like techie stuff. Something that amazes me about the the realty uh, industry is you guys have this ability to do um, virtual tours and and drone co- coverage and inside videos of the houses. Do you offer all that? Uh, those features? Uh, yes, sir, absolutely. Uh, our slogan is get more, and we want to provide clients with the best uh, resources that we can provide so that we can get them more for their house. So uh, we offer uh, 360 photography, we offer uh, drone photography, uh, professional photos, uh, professional staging, uh, landscaping, painting, uh, home inspection repairs. Uh, there's not too much we cannot do. And uh, so the goal here is to get the client more for the house. And sometimes just some simple things uh, to just uh, change the look of the house uh, can save you a lot of money when you sell your home. And it's important to get the most you can for your house because you have to go buy another house. And in this economy, uh, yes, you've gotten a lot more for your house, but then you have to find a house to buy. So whether you're downsizing or moving to another neighborhood, uh, it's important that you get the most for your house. So we offer a a, a lot of services that uh, others don't provide because um, it's all about service. So we really do believe in getting the customer as much for the house as possible. That was interesting what you just said, because um, about five years ago, I was looking at selling my house that it was built in 1948 and uh, getting another house. Well, finding a house was easy for the part about, you know, but the prices were way higher. And then uh, the the, uh, selling your house and getting what you'd put into it, like we had completely remodeled our home. New kitchen, new windows, new roof, new furnace. Now, so when I looked at houses similar age, 40s, 50s, 60s, because I like the older styles, I couldn't get the same what I was looking, what I had invested into my house. So I, I said it was finding was easy. It was actually difficult to find something comparable to mm-hmm. what I already had. So we decided to stay, and we're still mm-hmm. in the same location, mm-hmm. enjoying the home, um, still doing more things to it. Um, you live in a house for a while, you always see things that you need to revamp and you want to change. Um, right now, I'm putting in a new driveway. I mean, that's a big deal to me because it's 40 years old, um, and it needs to be concrete this time versus mm-hmm. gravel and, and a little bit of uh, asphalt. Mm-hmm. So hmm. one of the things, um, back to the uh, the things you offer, um, we're running out of time here, but do you offer what they call staging? Um, I watch these shows on TV, mm-hmm. HGTV, these realty shows, and they're always bringing in all this amazing furniture put in a house, but it don't go with the house. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Now, that's for vacant houses. And, and a lot of times when you're seeing those shows, those people that are staging those homes, they own those homes, okay. uh, which I do recommend. Uh, it, but it is it is definitely a chore. And then you got to do something with that furniture. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's not for everyone when you do a big package like that. Now, uh, a very low cost way to stage uh, is some simple techniques. Uh, for example... If you're going to be selling your home, one thing you want to do is get rid of anything that you don't need that's going to be moved out anyways. So, for example, uh, pictures. Uh, unless you've got a, a very nice picture that's going to help accent your house. And we all love our pictures, you know. Yeah, especially but the person buying photos. your home might not like that Black Velvet Elvis picture, right? Oh, come on. How could you not like a Black Velvet Elvis picture? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, we would, you know, of course, it's up to the uh, seller of what exactly they want to do. But we're going to give some recommendations. And we would recommend uh, putting all your pictures up, your family pictures. You're moving anyways. All your knickknacks put up. Get rid of any clutter. Clean out your... Can be done by the the seller. Absolutely, yes. Uh, You know, so cleaning out your closets, boxing them up, 
Yeah. Put your boxes in the garage or put them in storage. Uh, you're moving anyways. Right. Uh, st- pre- start your pre-move, right? So, and then what you can also do is uh, do some decorating. Okay. Uh, put some put some vases out. Uh, put, uh, you know, if you need a, a piece of new carpet, put some new carpet in there. If you need some new paint, put some new paint in there. All this right. stuff is not expensive, and you will reap the, the, the benefits. Will reap what I even heard sow. that yes. coloring or painting your front door a certain color can help sell your house. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more after the break. Okay. Um, and I have a couple more questions for you. And Deidre, thanks for hanging in over there. Um, she's still with us. So we're going to be back with Deidre Dawson, principal of H.O. Porter, and George Varelis, sponsor of the Big Yellow School Bus, after this break. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show brought to you by The Way Realty and Auctions. In Columbia on Hatcher Lane, 800 Hatcher Lane. Uh, thanks, Deidre, for joining us and hanging tight with uh, uh, the, the second part of our show. I was uh, talking to George Varalis, um, and I had another question for George um, that I didn't get before the break. George, where do you see Murray County Realty going? Are we going to experience a tremendous amount of growth over the next, say, five years as, and you know, and this is just subjective to what you see in your in your um, uh, realty position. Um, what do you see happening? And we'll also touch base on the color of your front door. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, I do not see the market slowing down anytime soon, as long as the interest rates stay low and our economy stays positive. Uh, we here in Middle Tennessee are going to see growth for I see at least five years. Uh, of course, uh, as long as land is available, uh, sewers available. Uh, so, you know, that's a city question. If they want to expand the city right now, they're depending on the developer to expand the city. I mean, I'm sorry, the sewer. But uh, that is very expensive, and that means you have to go where the sewer ends. So that depends. Is land available? Is it rocky? Uh, what is it zoned for? So uh, a lot of obstacles there uh, for developers. Uh, but for Murray County and Middle Tennessee, yes, we are going to continue to grow as long as rates stay low and the economy stays good. It is Mule Town, USA, as far as uh, you know, Columbia. If you're if you know about Columbia, which anybody listening probably does, we are the mule capital of the world. Um, I like that we're continuing to grow. I know my real estate values have went up. So, Deidre, what color is your front door on your house? <laughs> <laughs> My front door is actually brown. It's not painted. We just left it the natural oh, it's brown like a, color. Oh, like a wood color? Yes. Wood, yeah. And um, mine, I, I recently upgraded my door to a nice big oval window and everything that has the um, glass that you can't really see through, privacy glass. And it's just white. But I keep thinking I need to paint it if I decide to sell. George, is that true that the color of a door on a house, I know it's it's relevant to the brick color or the, or the siding color, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does that really make a big difference? Uh, It does. Curb appeal is so important uh, to a house. Uh, Cleaning up your bushes, your hedges, uh, putting in some nice rock, uh, like what you're doing with your driveway. Now, now the driveway is an expense, uh, so I don't recommend that unless you're going to live there or uh, it really, really needs it, uh, because that is a very expensive part of... It is, it is of, expensive, uh, yeah. Yes. But, you know, you can spend three, $4,000 easily in, in landscaping if, if you want to, but there are some very simple ways to improve your landscaping. Mulch goes a long way. Trimming your bushes do a long way. So to the door, uh, yes, the door is very important. The door is the gateway into the house, so you want it to look very uh, appeasing, and it's important to have the right color. So if you have uh, a green brick house, uh, you probably don't want to paint your door uh, yellow. Oh, come on. That would look so good. <laughs> a yellow door, a green house. Man. Yes. So uh, if you got a green exterior, whether it's vinyl or, or, or brick, you don't see too many green bricks, but uh, it's out there, uh, you'd want to go with maybe a white, a neutral right. color. Uh, if it's a red brick, maybe a gray. Uh, and I wouldn't just stop at the door. I would have the shutters, the door, and the columns 
all match. Okay. Um, and that, that is not expensive to really uh, give some good curve appeal. Uh, a couple gallons of paint can go a long, long way. Yeah, I think my neighbor has green shutters and this really dark, rich green color uh, door. Um, and in some lighting, it seems like she has a black door. But when you look at it closer, it's it's a kind of a tint of green. Um, I don't know what I need. I have black shutters and a white door, so I need to have a black door. Uh, that or we can change the shutters. Oh, okay. Well, I have taken them off and painted them since I've lived there. It's not that hard to do. Um, that's an interesting factoid about um, real estate and you know things that make a difference. The curb appeal is huge. Um, I, I I think natural wood doors are really popular. I see a lot of those right now. In fact, some new builds that I see in Columbia, um, they actually did wooden doors on all these new builds I've seen mm-hmm. recently uh, driving down the road. So. I just thought it was interesting that the the color and they made a big deal out in the article I read about the color of the uh, the front door of your home mm-hmm. and well, it, they generally said darker better. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, it's all about curb appeal. Yes, uh, matching, coordinating. I love design, yes. uh, so it kind of comes natural to me. And uh, like I said, uh, these small things can make your house go a long way. Cool. So um, the George's. Um, of course, with the way realty, we've already talked a lot about realty and, and things and what's happening in our market and and the expected growth. And George is predicting that it should continue. Um, and I believe that's a true statement because it has been going very well. Um, George is also the new sponsor of the Big Yellow School Bus. Um, and we greatly appreciate having George come in. And we, we would like to uh, thank you, George, for doing this and especially what you, your family has done over the years for Murray County Public Schools. Deidre, did you, did you do receipt nights at Burger yes. King? Yes, I did. I, I was going to say I did All it. All right. Um, and our studio um, technician, Mike, he said he's done it. So I think anybody in this room remembers evenings. the Burger King nights, and it was such an integral, integral part of helping the school district. And I'm sure there was many thousands of dollars raised and, and, and given directly to the schools that were out there um, collecting the receipts. So, Con Varelis, Constantine Varelis, and the Varelis family, thank you so much. George, thank you so much for coming forward and, and um, getting involved with the Big Yellow School Bus at Murray County Public Schools. There are so many opportunities for um, people to do things. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit on the pin you have on your lapel. It's called an FCA. Tell us a little bit about FCA. I know Deidre is open to FCA at um, H.O. Porter Schools. Yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I love FCA. FCA stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I'm going to just read a little bit off of their website right here because uh, it can speak louder than I can. So, okay. Uh, it just says here that the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is touching millions of lives, one heart at a time. Since 1954, FCA has been challenging coaches and athletes on the professional college, high school, junior high, and youth levels to use the powerful platform of of sports to reach every coach and every athlete with the transforming power of Jesus Christ. FCA focuses on serving local communities around the globe by engaging, equipping, empowering coaches and athletes to unite, inspire, and change the world through the gospel. So I just want to share a little story with you uh, about how wide uh, FCA is, uh, we were traveling to Israel two years ago, and we were in a little town called Bethlehem. You might have heard of it. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. Yes. And so we were just coming out of where they think uh, Jesus Christ was born. And as we uh, turned the corner there, there was standing the coach for the Detroit Lions. And uh, of course, our reaction is, is what are you doing here? <laughs> so he, he, he probably said, said, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> so, well, he didn't know me. Oh, you know? okay. But uh, we, we knew him because right. he's on TV. So, so uh, he was telling us that uh, he was part of FCA and he was taking a group of uh, college athletes that were all belonged to FC, FCA uh, with them on a tour. And so uh, we got to have lunch with them and some fellowship with them. Uh, But, uh, you know, FCA uh, is around the world. Uh, We are trying to reach um, students uh, through coaches. Uh, We have a director here that is serving Murray County and Marshall County named Kurt Shepard. Kurt Shepard was a resource officer 
resource officer for the Murray County Sheriff's Department for many years and uh, felt called to go into the ministry. And so we were very uh, thankful to have him on our team. Uh, we have a board that meets here in Murray County. Uh, we meet uh, once a month on Wednesdays. at the. Right now it's, we're meeting at the First Baptist Church. Uh, Kurt Shepard's actually doing a presentation today at Rotary, so I'll be, uh, I'll be introducing him today. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm just so thankful that we have FCA around here. It's in the schools. Uh, FCA uh, started in this community through a principal by the name of Hardy Lloyd. Hardy Lloyd uh, was uh, a devout Christian and felt the, the need to bring FCA into this community. And uh, so we've been, uh, we've been growing ever since. Uh, he helped bring it into the Lawrence County area, uh, which serves five counties, and our area serves two counties. All right. Well, thank you so much for being involved and getting that into our schools and our athletic directors and, and such. Um, we are coming to the end of the ride on the Big Yellow School Bus. And traditionally, I like to do what we call a shout-out. So, Deidre, ladies first, do you have somebody special you'd like to shout out and recognize or talk about on the Big L School Bus today? Yes. Uh, well, I'd like to give a shout out to my faculty and staff at my school because they are some of the most um, dedicated workers that we have in our county. And a special shout out to Miss Diane Henley, who is my bookkeeper and attendance clerk. She does an excellent job. And Mr. Michael Yates, who serves as principal designee when I am out of the building. So a shout out. So he's to, in charge right now. Yes. Oh, okay. Shout out to Horace Porter, faculty and staff. You know, they all do an amazing job. I, I, I see this on the district and all these um, people that work in the background, um, like your staff in the office. People really don't know the name, but they answer the phone, right? Yes. So they know their voice, and they're like, uh, these people are, are they're irreplaceable in some sense because they do so much for the district. Thank you for those people and everybody at H.O. Porter. George, do you have a shout-out you'd like to give to the community on the Big Yellow School Bus? Yes, sir. I would like to give a shout-out to my wife, Elena Varelis. Uh My wife has a servant's heart. She... Uh, helps out the pregnancy center here in Columbia. Uh, she helps the Way Realty. Uh, she's just a, a wonderful lady. I'm very blessed to have her in my life. I love you, darling, and I'm um, shouting out to you. Oh, that's very good. And you know, Valentine's Day is coming up soon, so. Well, you know, that's that's also my birthday, but she says. Oh, that, really? Yeah, she says birthdays don't count if they fall on Valentine's they Day. They don't. Yeah, she says. No, just, it's like my dad. No avoid. It's, it's all about her. Yeah, my dad was born like <laughs> Christmas, and so he said he got kind of gypped every year at Christmas because everybody got a gift. He may have gotten two when everybody mm-hmm. got one, but he said it still didn't feel right, you know, because it was kind of sharing everything. But we always thought it was a special it's, it's day. It's a hard life. It's a special day. <laughs> um, my shout out would be to everybody at Murray County Public Schools and teaching. I've done this before. Thank you for everything you do to help educate the students at Murray County Public Schools. It's a passion that I see shared around the district between administrators like Principal Dawson to supporters like George Varalis to the attendance clerk in the office. They all do amazing jobs making sure the students at Murray County Public Schools are better in the long run. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thanks for joining us. We're on Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings, and Monday afternoons every week on 103.7 FM WKRM, brought to you by The Way Realty. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM. 